0: Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. Super jazzy. Ah, thanks for joining me again this week. Now, this episode has a sponsor. This episode is being brought to you by Unapologetic Retreats. You have probably already, if you follow me consistently, you have probably already heard me talk about the retreat that I am co-hosting with two incredible women in October later this year. This is a retreat genuinely like no other. My co-hosts are Alicia Rodriguez, who is the most transformational mindset coach I've ever come across. And my other co-host is Lauren Jones. She's the founder of Box Creative and really a genius brand strategist and designer. Her work is exquisite. Head to her website, which I'll put in the show notes to check out her work. It's amazing. And the three of us are bringing together mindset, brand, and business to create a week-long experience that will be utterly transformational for our guests. If you're a woman who is working in a business that you've created that just doesn't feel as aligned to your purpose and your values as you want it to be. If you know you were meant for bigger things, if you know that your business as it is today isn't reflecting the vision that you have for what's possible for you, then this retreat is for you. This is where everything is going to fall into place. Head to unapologeticretreats.com to find out more. But in the meantime, I'm joined today by one of my co-hosts, Alicia Rodriguez, and we are talking all about the importance of mindset when it comes to choosing yourself for success, when it comes to claiming what you really want and taking the action to make it happen. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together Podcast. I'm Jill Mokes, and I am obsessed with cutting through the noise when it comes to growing your business. Each week, via intimate coaching conversations and inspirational stories, I share what it really takes to get the results you want in a way that feels right to you. I am all about attracting higher ticket opportunities, building authentic relationships, and creating the abundant, full-fat version of your dream business. I mean, how many of us have beavered away creating a light version of what we really want? The thing is, I honestly believe when you're outstanding at what you do, there is no limit to what you can achieve. So, are you ready to put our heads together and make it happen? Let's go. Alicia, thank you so much for joining me.
1: <laughs>
0: Thanks, Jill. It's always great having conversation with you. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia's giggling because I just totally messed up. So had one of my little private conversations with Lena, my editor, to say, ignore everything I just said, I'm an idiot. <laughs> That's <laughs> the reality of recording a podcast, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, but it's real. It's real, Jill. It's completely (laughs) real. It's completely real. Luckily for me and everyone concerned in this operation, we do not go for perfection. (laughs) (laughs) Alicia, this is the second time you've joined me on the podcast, and I feel so privileged to have you on again. For those who haven't heard the first episode that you're on, I'll pop a link to it in the show notes because it was such a good episode. But for those who haven't met you before, can you just give us a quick... Potted history of who you are and what you do. Oh my gosh! It's like how do you condense a
1: hundred years into one? Um, gosh, you're looking start... good for a hundred years. <laughs> Thank you so much. Let's start with the present day. So I live in Portugal. I am a writer and a storyteller, and I am working on my third book called The Shaman's Wife, which uh, should be published in fall of 2024. And I work with primarily women, and I have you know, a history of like 20 some odd years as a leadership and executive coach, uh, primarily in the United States, but my clients really come from all over the world. And currently what I've done is I've adapted and I would say amplified my work to really align with the life I want to lead here in Portugal and to focus on writing. And to that end, what I do is I run some very unique kinds of retreats, which I kind of balk at the idea of retreats because it's more like a week-long experience that's completely curated to the needs of the individual because I run one-on-one retreats. So people come with, I would say, existential questions, really deep questions that they've been struggling with. And they spend a week here with me and I curate a set of experiences that's designed to open up new possibilities for them. And then I also run something called restorative circles, which is like someone says, hey, I have three women that are friends or colleagues or work with me. We would like you to design a week in Portugal and we would like it to be on the topic of. And so the last one I ran was for business owners who were not doing self-care anymore. And they were noticing how it was affecting them personally, but also I think they were surprised to find how it really affected their business. So I designed a week around self-care for entrepreneurs, but it goes much deeper than that. The work I do is I really go to the source. What is the belief system that drives these behaviors? What are the mindsets that prevent people from seeing those possibilities, which I might not even know you and I can see possibilities in you. So how do I, I open up a new world for people so that they can step into that and take action. It's just not about realizing it. It's like, okay, well, how do you take action in the real world
0: and bring it into your life and your business? And you have created that. You've made that happen, haven't you? I mean, this is nothing about your life and your business as it is at the moment has happened by accident. This has been absolutely intentional
1: it has. And it's really interesting when people say, Oh, you're so lucky. Mm-hmm. I really balk at that. I say, you know, no, that luck had nothing to do with it. It was a series of commitments and decisions and actions that brought me to this place. And not all of it is comfortable as I'm having. Most of it is uncomfortable because you have to make decisions for something and not for other things. Yes. And so what you find is like, I've been rephrasing the the words "'let go," and I've been phrasing it into "Let be. There are certain things that I just had to let be let just let them be and stop putting my energy into it. it. wasn't even about letting go. That was like the executive coaching engagements I was still having, and now I'm still having them, but I'm letting them be, which is different. I'm not promoting them. I'm really focused my energy on my writing and on my on the experiences I provide here in Portugal. So maybe there was a little luck but you're absolutely right Jill it was intentional it was making choices that sometimes were were difficult but all in service of this thing that I wanted to create this life I wanted to create and and the kind of work I wanted to do that I'm uniquely qualified to do and it took a while to accept that I could do that because, you know, nobody else is doing it. <laughs> so so is this really viable? I made this up. You know, I just made it up. And then other people are saying, yeah, but it, that's not how you run a, a coaching business or a retreat business. And I'm like, yeah, it's not. It's how I want to have it be.
0: Oh, Alicia, we have to go deep into this because this is huge. This is hugely important. I think at the core of what you're saying is that at some point you made a conscious decision to choose yourself. Yes. And for you, that meant not following all of the rules, the guidelines that other people set down that perhaps work for them. But at some point you took the decision to almost lay everything bare and say, what is it I want and what will work for me? regardless of judgment, of other people throwing in their opinions of, oh, you don't want to do it like that. You want to do it like this. Can we talk a bit about that, about how you found the courage, I guess, to do that? Because I don't think that is something that comes naturally to a lot of people to be that brave.
1: It wasn't until retrospect that I realized that it did take courage I think for a while I was just doing it, but I wasn't pausing long enough to reflect on it, what it actually took to do that. You know, especially women, women get messages that we're supposed to take care of everything and everyone else first and foremost, and then we get whatever's left over. And in a way, that's kind of what was happening. And I see it happening with my clients and when I say to a client, okay, you started your business, the first thing you need to ask yourself is, what do I have to do so that I thrive in this business, so that this business supports how I want to manifest my creativity in the world? Choose your clients based on, is this a client that I would choose to work with? It's really going against the grain where when people say, oh no, you have to like look for your market so that's looking outside of yourself you have to look for your market and then look at what the market will bear with your pricing and look at the models the structures of business again all of that is a conversation about what does the outside world demand of you to be quote unquote successful and no i mean like huge 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 no the conversation is what do i want my life and my business to look like to be in a way that I can thrive first. And that includes like how you price, what services you offer. You know, there are things that I don't want to do, but I have colleagues who do that really well. I'm happy to say to the person, you know, this is not something I choose to do. And it just because you can, doesn't mean you should. So that's another one. Like uh, most of the people that you and I work with Jill, really competent, dynamic women. And we feel like because we can, we should do that. And and no, <laughs> because
0: then you're doing everything and it's not serving you. Absolutely. I just could not agree more. But here's the thing. It does take courage to go against the grain. It does take courage because it means in our eyes, it feels like a gamble because most of us don't have really well-developed trust in ourselves and in our ability to make the right decisions for ourselves. So what feels like the safer bet is to follow the way other people do things. Right. What's your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on developing that self-trust so that you do feel brave enough to to do things your own way?
1: You know, I think people are afraid of the unknown. Mm. The devil that you know is better than the devil you don't know, which Maybe the big shift for me was looking at the unknown, not as a place of fear, but as a place of possibility. Here's an example of what I mean. I'm writing this book and I decided to be very courageous, as he said, for people who sign up, I am offering them the chapters. Every Saturday they get a chapter. I am so putting myself out there. It scares the crap out of me all the time. And that is something that I made up. Like, I just thought, well, wouldn't it be cool? And one is it holds me highly accountable, number one. yeah, And number two, it gives me feedback from people who really care about reading this book on how does it make them feel. But like, nobody does that. And that's the thing when I think about being brave. I'm writing things that nobody knows about me. And there are people in this book who are actually in the book because they're part of my story. And they're writing to me and go, oh, my God, you never told me this. I had no idea. So I immediately go, I was like, are you going to think I'm this? Are you going to think I'm that? And I think that's what that's why people go to models that they know because they're afraid. They're not getting validation from the outside world so the it becomes risky because there's no one affirming you or saying, you go, girl, you know, that's great. I'll support you, which goes to this idea of not doing it alone. Because when I think about being brave and creating this business, I had people to go to both emotionally, friends and colleagues, and I share, I'm thinking of doing this, who genuinely had my best interests at heart and supported me. And then I had like you and Lauren, who were the experts who could say, hey, that is a brilliant idea. Let's figure out how to brand it, and how to structure it. So you need to have support. I think that's a really key piece is you have to go to people who are not going to say to you, be very afraid, no one does it that way. And you need to go to people who say, oh my God, that's brilliant, no one's doing that, how can I support you? What can I do to help you build this thing that you're dreaming about?
0: I think that's really important. That's empowering, right? That's empowering to be able to have someone in your world. And I think you're absolutely right. I think we all need this. We all need someone who doesn't judge an idea, but actually says, that's so interesting. Tell me more about it. How can we make that happen? That sounds fantastic. And I think sometimes one thing that's come up for me around what you were just saying is that you, Alicia, are such a prime example of someone who is not only brave, because like you say, sharing the book chapters as you write them, that's incredibly brave. But what it also is, is it's incredibly transparent. And I think that is something that you master beautifully. And it's something that I admire. And I try to be myself. I think I do a pretty good job of it. But you, I absolutely think, are the epitome of this for me. Very transparent. There's nothing hidden here. This is my process. This is my book writing process. I'm happy to share these chapters. I'm brave enough to share these chapters as they come up. I'm also transparent enough to share that I didn't come up with every single idea for my business and the structure of my business and the life I've curated on my own. No, I went and got help. I sought the support of the right people to help me make this happen. But that is bravery in itself too. And being transparent enough to share that I think is fantastic yeah asking for help is brave always and it took me a long time to like get to the point
1: because I was like no you're supposed to do everything you're supposed to know you're you know all those messages that we get about asking for help makes you weak well it doesn't and the unexpected outcome is growing the tribe of people around me that I really care about not just as professionals but as friends and that wasn't something that I knew would happen and going back to your idea about being transparent, that's why it feels risky. In Spanish, we have a saying, it's called el que dirán. It means, oh, what will they say? And so the risk is that you won't be seen as perfect. You won't be seen, in my case, as spiritual. You won't be seen as professional. You won't be seen as fill in the blank because you're being transparent. When I started doing the Chapters, the first part of every mailing is, here's my process. And I'm telling people, this was a difficult chapter to write because I had to go back into these feelings that I had stuffed away. I want people to know that it's not the Instagram version of me <laughs> or or my book or my business. It took me a level of maturity to get to the point where I've given enough F you. <laughs> you know, I, I just don't care. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care about El no more Fs to give. <laughs> <That one>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here's the irony and the big aha is that when you do that, all of a sudden, the right people find you, the right clients find you, the right collaborators find you, the right support system. And that was like another unexpected because we think, oh, no, I'm going to lose all these people. Well, no, it's on the contrary. If you're really transparent, you are putting yourself out there in a way that attracts the people that are your tribe, that are your clients, the contracts, the engagements that are meant for you to do, not for someone else to do, for you to do. And that's another big aha. And I think you don't know that when you're stepping into the unknown. Like, I didn't know. I thought, I even said to you, Jill, I remember, I'm going to lose all my income if I do this. <laughs> I remember you saying that to me, too. I know. I remember saying that to you. Because you asked me, what is the thing you're most afraid of? I said, like, well, all, you know, I 70% of my business is this model I've been using. What's going to happen if I don't do that? I going to be a bag lady in the middle of Lisbon? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. And this is where the support comes in. And you said, no, let's go for it. I'm here for you. And here and you gave me a plan.
0: And lo and behold, none. I'm not a bag lady in Lisbon. <laughs> you are certainly not a bag lady in Lisbon. Nothing against bag ladies in Lisbon, if you're listening. <laughs> exactly.
1: Sorry. <laughs>
0: like, so it's
1: that combination of managing the fear and the risk and kind of the scarcity conversation with, I always ask the question, what would love do? And then that's my answer. When I'm afraid, I go, okay, I'm afraid. What would love do? And then love says, you should do this. And then I just do it because I'm trying to position myself in a place of love and abundance, not just as a concept and woo-woo, but like as a, a place to ground and stand in what I care about and what I find meaning. I find meaning in helping people achieve their dreams and really be honest with themselves and be happy and find peace with their life or with their business. And if I have the ability to do that, because I feel like that's where I get my sense of meaning and purpose I can marry that with, and I'm a strategic person doing business. It's not an either or. You can do both. And I think people think if I do this, I won't run a thriving business. And I think you agree with me, Joe. No,
0: it's the only way. Yes. That is something I. Couldn't agree with more. I think that's such an interesting one because I do think there's an awful lot of people who think they have to be a certain way to be a successful business owner. But it's the absolute other way around. If you want real success, and I mean real success where just like you said, where you make certain mindset shifts, which empower you to take the right actions for you. Everything else genuinely does fall into place. It never does if you're trying to be someone you're not and have a business that someone else would find acceptable. And I think that word success also, I think we
1: need to redefine what success is and not take that definition from the outside world. For me, success isn't actually a number. It's not money. Part of my process was to ask myself, what is the overriding value, the thing that's most important to you in your life, because that's going to direct how I create this business, how I structure it. And it was freedom. For me, nothing is more important to me than the freedom to how I spend my day, the freedom to choose who I work with, the freedom to walk the cliffs every single morning like I do now. That was my overarching question. And I would say to myself when I was at a point of decision, does this bring me closer to being free or does this actually keep me from being free? When you really boil it down to something so elemental and simple but significant, then all your decisions will be in alignment with who you are authentically and the way you want to be in the world. You'll know who your collaborators are. You know who your clients are. You know what your work is. You know how to structure your day. So one person might love social media and want to be on it like hours every day. That's not me. But give me an alternative. And I have an alternative and it works for me. Maybe it doesn't work for someone else, but it works for me because it maintains my ability to be free. And I don't think that these conversations are happening, Joe. These conversations aren't happening. And I think that's the value that people like you and I bring to people. It's like, no, we are in a different conversation with you because. It's a different world, and women and our lives matter. And we matter first, not last. We do, I'm not going to accept that I get the dregs of what's left over. Not accepting that. God, I love that. Not going to make an apology for wanting what I want the way I want it. And then do the work to get there. But, like, I'm just done with apologizing. <laughs> oh,
0: just could not agree more. First of all, I think your point about I'm done with the whole doing things someone else's way. I'm done with that. I'm not going to apologize for putting myself first, for claiming what I truly want. And then you said another very important thing, and I'm going to take the actions to make it happen. And I think that is where mindset And the other parts of business creation fit together because until you master that mindset of having the courage to put yourself first, to choose yourself for the success that you want as you define it, nothing else is going to fall into place. And I guess for you and I, I mentioned earlier in the introduction that we are now working together along with Lauren Jones from Box Creative. The three of us are hosting a retreat in October in the beautiful Algarve by the cliffs uh, that I walk every day (laughs) that you walk every day and give me life envy about every single day (laughs) I think this conversation that we've just had actually about mindset has really reinforced for me why This is going. I think part of our marketing copy, if you like, talking of transparency. I like to be transparent too. Part of our marketing copy for the retreat was talking about how this is going to be a retreat like no other. Brilliant marketing spiel. A retreat like no other. But here's the thing: for us, that is genuinely the case because. I don't know that this has been done before. I don't know. Maybe I'm sure someone will want to correct me, but I don't think this has been done before. It certainly hasn't been done by us, so it's definitely new on that level. But the bringing together of mindset, brand, and business strategy is going to be so powerful for our guests because the brand and the business strategy part are going to mean nothing if you haven't done that mindset piece with you first. And that's where I think this is going to be such a potent experience for the people who join us. Because once they've worked with you, I know how transformational the work is that you do with your clients. Once they've had this experience of being with you, I think the work that Lauren and I then do with them, Lauren on Brand me on business and marketing is going to have so much more meaning, so much more structure to it. They are going to feel so much more confident and have so much more courage to actually bring to life a bigger, bolder version than the business that they currently have. For you, when we decided to bring this retreat into being, Obviously, you've held retreats before. You hold retreats, but with a maybe more of a personal transformation slant than a business transformation slant. Was it as quick for you as it was for me to recognize that connection between the mindset piece and the business strategy?
1: Yeah, when I do, it, I used to, well, I, I still do an entrepreneur program for people who are building businesses, and the very first thing is eight weeks of mindset. Eight weeks. So when it's one coaching session a week, so that's eight hours devoted specifically to mindset. And people are like, well, I don't really need that. I'm like, oh no. I said, if you still feel after your first hour with me that you don't need this, okay, fine. And they're like, oh my God, I have so many limiting beliefs. <laughs> I'm like, yes. And it's like the mindset, the brand and the marketing strategy and the business strategy, they're like the building blocks of a business that you can be happy in. So I think the mindset piece for me personally, and this is why collaborators help, and this is why support helps, because you were able to point out to me certain limiting beliefs I had that were really getting in the way that I didn't see. And so this is why we need each other, right? And then even in the work that I did with, I did a recent rebrand, where i worked with lauren on a new brand because i had come to the point where i said no i i want to do it this way because i was stuck it was like i know the the past isn't what i want but i don't quite know what the future looks like and then through the work i did with myself lauren kind of brought that to life through the brand and then with you it was like okay now that we know that how do we take that out into the world so that the messaging is bringing you the kind of work and the kind of collaborators that are meant specifically for you, the way you live, the way you do your work. So from personal experience, I know this works. I can unequivocally get
0: up in front of a room and say, I know this works. <laughs> yes, you're the perfect case study for this working. I guess that's part of the story behind this retreat, isn't it? Is that I think all three of us, because we all knew each other and collaborated together, Lauren and I have collaborated together together, working with you. And I think it was just this, it was like three jigsaw pieces fitting together and forming a complete picture. It was like, oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really was.
0: It was like, oh no, we need to do this. <laughs> Lisha, this has been another amazing conversation together, as it always is with you. One thing I want to ask you is, If people wanted to find out more about you, where's the best place for them to find out more? And I know already that there are a few different places, and I want to make sure we give people the options of how they can connect with you, because this ties back in with what you were saying. You're not a prolific social media person who's posting every day, day in, day out. You don't particularly use Facebook very much, for example. So where is the best place that people can find out more about you? So I think the first place is my website, which is
1: www, and then my name, Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A-M Rodriguez, with a Z at the end, dot com. So it's AliciaMRodriguez.com. The second place is Substack. I run a journal that's called Nothing is Ordinary, and it's about finding awe and wonder in everyday
0: things, which I love to do. Substack is something that I just really loving. It's brought a whole new curated feed to my world in terms of reading. I love it so much. If you're listening, you haven't yet explored Substack. I really urge you to, even if it's just as a reader, but if you love to write and you want a community of people who it's just not like any other platform out there, I don't think. It's something very, very different, very special beautiful community on Substack. And Alicia Substack, which is called Nothing is Ordinary, is just beautiful. She often records it as well so you can listen to her posts, which is so nice. And also with Substack, there are different tiers. So when you become a paid subscriber, and this is not a big investment either, but you become a paid subscriber, you actually get access to more exclusive content. And Alicia alluded to this earlier when she was talking about The Shaman's Wife, her memoir that she's releasing each week on a Saturday. If you sign up and you want to get in on that and you want to catch up, don't worry, you will be sent each chapter right from the beginning. You won't be thrown in at chapter three. And I really urge you to do that because I am, there are not many things anymore. You know, with like the deluge of emails we get now in our inbox, there's like, I mean, how many emails now do you like click and delete before you open them even? You know, and every now and then I do housekeeping and unsubscribe to a ton of things because it just gets so noisy in your inbox. Alicia, your email on a Saturday morning telling me that that chapter has landed. I'm actually waiting for it. And I'm honestly not blowing smoke up your (laughs) ass. to use that beautiful expression. I genuinely sit waiting for this to come because it's my Saturday morning treat with my coffee is... Reading the latest chapter. And I don't remember feeling like that for a long time in terms of actually waiting something for to drop into my inbox. And that is a good feeling. So number one, kudos to you because that is a sign of an amazing writer, someone who actually gets you to look forward to something dropping into your inbox, but also kudos to Substack for helping me anyway, curate my feed, if you like, in a much stronger way than you can on social media.
1: It's like what you said, Jill, Substack is different in that there is this like give and take. There's no, what's the word? There's no, it doesn't feel competitive. No, it doesn't. You're right. It feels like we're all in this. We all love to write. We all love sharing ideas. It feels like that. Do you
0: know what? You're so right. I think what's missing from Substack is you're not getting that constant self-promotion. Right. It's not about that. And I find that so refreshing. It's one of the reasons I think so many of us fall in and out of love with social media because there are some beautiful, wonderful things about social media in terms of keeping up with friends, in terms of seeing photos and sharing people's lives and reading funny things and, and picking up some really good tips and information. But there's a massive downside to it all. Just the repetitive, incessant self-promotion just gets you down. And the negativity. And the negativity, yeah.
1: I'm very good at kind of limiting how much, because to me, it's it's all energy. And I don't want that negative energy coming into my being, into my life, into my work, because it does affect me. And so I say, okay, I'll, I'm only going to limit myself to this.
0: And it's another choice. Going back to your point from earlier about how When you are brave enough to just choose yourself, to choose your way of doing things, to not do the things that most people do because they just don't feel right to you, it's another benefit of that, isn't it? Being brave enough to say, okay, I know most business owners, most entrepreneurs are all over social media constantly, (laughs) but I don't want that for me. That doesn't feel good to me. And that's okay.
1: It's absolutely right. So yeah, so that would be my, let me see, my website, my substack. And I do do Instagram under Ms. Ms. Alicia M. Rodriguez.com. if anyone wants to see what life in the
0: Algarve. Who doesn't want to see that, Alicia? With
1: my dog, Sophie. <laughs> so, <gasps> she's a very integral part of my life and my work.
0: And I'm flying out to see Alicia in June. Then I shall be flooding my Instagram with life envy (laughs) inducing photos (laughs) from those cliffs. Can't wait to take you to all these places. Oh my God. I can't (laughs) wait either. I'm so looking forward to it. So looking forward to it as I look forward to every chat we ever have. And thank you so much for coming on again. uh, It's always
1: a pleasure. I love it because I always learn something and, I just love these
0: chats. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So obviously I alluded earlier to the, well, I didn't allude. It wasn't, it wasn't a secret hinted suggestion. We are hosting a retreat in the Algarve in October this year. If you want to find out some more information about that, head over to www. I don't think we need to say that anymore.
1: I'm going to stop saying so. that. I'm cutting
0: that out now. Right? <laughs> Unapologeticretreats.com where you are going to find out lots of information and by the time you are listening to this registration will be open you will be able to secure your place for a fairly small deposit so head over there because if you I will make sure that this episode is out while the early bird pricing is still available so that you can make sure you get the best pricing because if this episode has resonated with you if you are a woman who really is ready to choose herself and build a business to match that version of herself that she's choosing, then I really think you're going to get so much out of this time with us in Portugal later this year. And you'll get to meet me and Alicia and Lauren, and we want to meet you.
1: So we're not going to tell you what the special bonus is. (laughs) But The first five women who do register receive a very, very,
0: very special bonus that you can only get here in the Algarve. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good way of putting it. I love the suspense now. For a I minute know. then, I forgot what it was and I wanted to know. <laughs> Trust me, it's good. It's good. It's getting good. quick. But honestly, if you, if deep conversations like this are your thing, if taking your business to the next level is your thing, you don't want to miss this. This is going to be a very intimate week with the three of us really transforming your business.
1: And they get time to relax and walk beaches and
0: have amazing food and drink amazing wine at sunset. I'm glad you said that, Alicia, because we were talking about this earlier, weren't we? And we were saying how we've noticed that some retreats, the itinerary is so packed out that it's almost like no room to breathe. And I think that's a mistake because The work that we're going to be doing with our guests in October is deep work, right? It's going to be deep transformational work, whether that's around their mindset, their brand, or their marketing and their strategy. It's going to be deep work. It's going to be transformational. So they're going to need time. Our guests are going to want time to journal, to process what they've learned, to some thinking time up on those cliffs.
1: Yes, like I do. Then I get my best ideas up there.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, you know what? I'm going to share something with you now while we've got Alicia here with us. And that is that sometimes she will message and she'll say, oh, just had an amazing idea. And then afterwards she'll say, why do all my best ideas come on the cliffs? (laughs) But they do, (laughs) don't they, right? I
1: message you from the cliffs
0: sometimes. I'm on the cliff and I just... I'm on the the cliff and I've got... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... There we go. That's another bonus for joining us is that you will have these magical cliff walks to get your best ideas. (laughs) It's exciting stuff. It's exciting stuff. As I say, head over unapologeticretreats.com and you will be able to register there and find out more, of course. Okay. Well, Alicia, thank you again for joining me and we will say goodbye until the next time. Bye for now. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that getting our heads together this week has filled your mind with what's possible if you love the show would you do me a massive favor please would you leave a five-star rating on apple podcasts it would really help you put more heads together reach more ears and expand more minds until next week bye for now